So, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you heard, the Champion League is back, okay? And this week was the kickoff. So, let's just get into it. So, the first game... So, one of the first game was Manchester United and Young Boys. And if anybody know about Young Boys, they've just been on it, Ronaldo. Like, they won't let Ronaldo go. You know, this is the second time uh, they basically ruined his night, I would say. You know? Like, uh, I think last season was when he was with Juve. They lost. And now... The mighty Manchester United has fallen, you know. But anyway, for him, he started off like a fucking goat, you know. Gets a great cross, Fernandez. Ronaldo does what Ronaldo does, you know. He's a great poacher. He just puts that ball in and it goes in. So it's immediately like one to nothing. But before that, you know, I looked at the lineup. Why is Pogba playing on a wing? Like when has Pogba played wing? And I saw Fred in there. I can just imagine what Manchester United fans were feeling when they saw Fred in the lineup. And he was struggling. He was really struggling. But anyway, so these are the stats of the game. Shots. Young boy had 19 shots. Manchester United had only two shots. Shots on target. Manchester United had two shots on target. Uh, Young boys had five shots. Possession. 54 young boys to Manchester United is 46. Uh, Passes. About even. But the fouls, young boys were fouling. They, they were fouling. Uh, they had 14 fouls to Manchester United, only three. Huh. It was a lot lower than I thought it would be. Yellow cards, you know, two to one. The, the big one is obviously the red car, Aaron one Busaka. Uh, that was so dumb. That was so dumb. This dude is always like this. Like, you know, he's one of those defenders who... He just doesn't really think about the next option. He just goes for the ball. He just kind of like, like a thirst, thirst kind of move. That's that's what I'm gonna call it. So he thirst moved the defender, and he almost broke his goddamn ankle. And it was a well deserved red car. And it seems like nobody complained about it. So anyway, after Ronaldo scored that goal, it's like they they looked like fine. It looked like it would be another great win. I thought Ronaldo was gonna get a few more goals. You know, just kept his legendary status, keep going, but. Sadly, yeah, Wambasaka gets a red card and the whole game changes. It's like one of those games where the whole plan just goes to waste. Like it's it look oh yeah, it's like the Copa America final where Brazil after Argentina scored, they just started throwing stuff into the wall like to see what would work. And that's basically what Manchester United did. And they they're all freaked out. They were just like, let's hold this one goal. And young boy kind of sensed that and they kind of just took advantage of it. So they were just attacking. They would not stop attacking. The midfield for Manchester United was just non-existent. Like I said, Fred was Fred was just being thrown around like a little bee. You know, it was pretty sad. It goes so the games goes on and they sub Ronaldo out. And you're everybody's like, yeah, yeah, we, it's fine. It makes sense, you know. The game is going and he's he makes he takes Fred out and puts Martial in. And I'm like, to me that substitution didn't make sense. First of all, What's going on with Sanchez? How come no one's talking about this eighty million, this ninety million dollar player who hasn't really done anything? Honestly, he hasn't done anything. But you know what? Still new. I'm not gonna say anything. It's still new. Yeah, he took Fred out and then put uh, Martial, which is a striker. Why would you take a midfield out and put a striker? Okay, fine. You wanted a goal. You you know the game is almost over. You wanted a goal, and the outcome became. At the last minute, Justin Limbaugh, I feel so bad for this guy, man. The internet is literally going crazy. But anyway, he passes back, a terrible pass back, and they get a goal at like 90 plus minute. 
Like, the game was almost over. It looked like it was just a tie. But Manchester United loses. So, yeah, that's the first game. And people are obviously... I'm not really worried, which is fine, which is fair, which is fair. It's just the first game. It's not a big deal. Now it's just more questions for the coach. He hasn't made good choices and it's becoming a point where it's very hard to defend him because he has Ronaldo now. Ronaldo's obviously, you can't, you can't complain about goals because Ronaldo will give you goals. So now you have to think about, you know, the choices you have in the middle. Back is fine because when Varane came in, it looked like they're a little bit more solid in the back as well. So the back seems to be fine. They just need more time working together but your midfield is trash like i figured out you got you got players just like rashford is going to come back where is he going cavani where is he going this is this is like this is like england national team where they just have too many players who they don't know where to put or just can't create the chemistry that's needed so <clears throat> after watching this game you, you easily can be like i don't know about the you know title contenders maybe just another top four contenders but it's still too early to call there's still time and you know they have Ronaldo but anyway so that's it for Manchester United the next game was Chelsea and the Russian side Zenit and there's this game was pretty straightforward Chelsea this was at their home the Russian side were they're pretty strong and they were very organized it was basically two organized team meeting each other so there wasn't really that much excitement at all each team was just kind of like was being very conservative so this the stats are like chelsea has 11 shots zinnin has six shots shots on target two each uh the possession was mostly with chelsea uh passing obviously would be towards chelsea that like 800 almost double fouls nine Chelsea and Zenit's five. Chelsea was obviously the better team and they could have had one or two goals, but they were still very much limited. Yeah, I mean, there's not really much to say. Like they were they were playing like a champions. They were soaking up all the pressure they got and they would just go out and demolish, you know. I mean, this this team is still it's still champion league contenders. So Lukaku is doing what Lukaku does. He's answering Ronaldo. So it's this, you know, the debate about Messi, it's not about Messi and Ronaldo. It's about Lukaku and Ronaldo and Harry Kane. Okay, this is what that season is. Even Mohamed Salah is not in this argument. It's literally just these three. And I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see how this turns out. Because Lukaku, Lukaku is here. Lukaku is here. He's, he's, he's not playing any games. And Zinich, I just love the way he plays. He he's kind of reminds me of like Mares. So he's, it's always exciting to see him play. And their midfield, you know, they're just missing Conte. Other than that... There's not like too much excitement in the middle. You know, once Conte get there, I imagine the like, you know, the transition from mid to forward would be a lot, little bit more quicker. And I think that would just give them even more goal and more chances for Lukaku to score. But yeah, other than that, there's not much to say. Good game from Chelsea. They won. Okay, so the next game is Juve and Melva. Melma? Anyway, yeah, this game looked like Juve kind of get back into their before Ronaldo vibe. Pala is fully in control. And Mar Morata is over there just helping with Dybala. And just the movement itself is just been amazing. You know, you got Quadralo back to his lever number 11 position. And yeah, do need to be back there for sure. They look pretty decent in the back. They have, they f I think they're finally finding like the four that they need in the back. Again, Quadralo, that's all I'm happy for. Dybala and Quadralo are getting back to their old groove. And, you know, we'll see. That's, that's yeah, there's not really much to say in this game. The last game of first match day was FC Barcelona and FC Bayern. Now, if this was any other season, this would be, like, one of the best games of the week. 
because these these are like you know by shoulders to by shoulders as some would say you know they're very much level of competition wise but the past year or two obviously barcelona has been in decline and this is like <laughs> this is like this has to be the bottom i mean i'm hoping i hope as a barca fan this is the bottom because our striker is dejoin from sevilla who was in the bench most of the time that's our striker but that's that's what we're dealing with. That's the reality of Barcelona. And after this game, you know, obviously Bayern uh, beat Barca three to nothing, which is like we're pretty soft. A lot of people just watch this game to see Barcelona get their ass whooped. They were hoping maybe five or six, but even three is still embarrassing to be honest. But yeah, so Bayern obviously had most of the control, which never happens. This is Barcelona again. We're in different times. We're in broke Barcelona time. The lineup itself, Garcia's. Yeah, I don't get what the hype about Garcia was because this guy's trash. Like, from the beginning of the season to now, he's been making, like, Nelson Semedo mistakes. That's what he's doing right now. Okay? And I don't like it. Like, if you look at the back lineup, it was him and then PK next to him. And we we played three. Why are we playing three defense when we play against, like, team like Bayern? Lewandowski does what Lewandowski does. He scores goals. He scored it. Uh, Sané was playing around with, with Alba. I felt so bad for him. He needs to retire. When he got subbed out, uh, the, the camera guy aimed to him sitting there. And this dude was just like breathing very heavy. Breathing very, very heavy. Like, it looked like in his eyes that he's like, I can't do this anymore. Like these, I just can't. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta put the boots up. But anyway, it's just a whole different level. Bayern kind of controlled the whole game. Yeah, there's not really much to say. I don't know why people are disappointed about the score. This is... It's Bayern. You know, they haven't changed anything. And this is Barcelona. Man, the news came out. La Liga president was getting an interview. And he was basically saying, like, you know... Barcelona president had... Like, he didn't, he didn't have to sell Messi. But the fact that uh, Real Madrid president told him some shit at the last few days. And there was a deal where he Barcelona would have got, like, enough money to basically to keep Messi... And everything was set. That was the way he's supposed to go. And if he said for some reason after he talked to Real Madrid president, he said no to the deal and Lionel Messi left. And he believes Messi leaving is not financial reason, but other reasons. Either way, I, I thought that was pretty spicy. I thought that was very spicy. And PK came out after this game said, yeah, man, what do you think? You know, this is where we are at. You know, we spent the last 15 years of just winning stuff. But the next few years, it's going to be very, very hard. And we're going to need the fans to stick with us, which is true. He talked about how many all younger players were playing in the game and coming in. And we need to support them to, I guess, carry on the torch, I would say. And a lot of people said PK was talking like he he could easily become one of the presidents of Barcelona or something like that. I, I don't care. I was just amazed how good his English is. Did anybody know PK speak that good of English? I did not. Man. Anyway, that's it for Barcelona and uh, Bayern. Bayern is obviously... They're going to win. Are we, are we, is there an argument? Is there an They're going to win. They're my favorites after PSG. Conclusion, nobody should be surprised. Barcelona will make it to the group stage and they'll get kicked out in the knockout stage. Simple as that. And, you know, slowly hoping with Dembele and Ensu Fati and, you know, Coutinho just getting back into the rhythm that can elevate the competition for them. That's what people can say it, and I hope the same thing. But we shall see.
It's still the beginning, but they're not winning shit. Okay, the second game we're going to talk about is Real Madrid and Inter Milan, match day two. And the game was at Inter Milan's home. And as you know, Inter Milan is tearing it up in Syria. They're expected to win this league. They're looking clean. They have they have the best players in Italy, basically. They sold Lukaku and basically got Aidan Jekyll. It's not obviously one-to-one trade, but it's enough to get by. So in the game, it looked like from just the kickoff, Inter Milan had it. Like they were just attacking Bar- uh, They were just attacking Real Madrid. But what the thing about Real Madrid is, they're about it. You know what I mean? The one thing you can say about Real Madrid is they'll be beaten by like five goals or even four goals. You know, like Bayern can never, can never beat uh, Real Madrid any kind of score like that. Not even three. You know what I'm saying? Because one thing you can depend on about Real Madrid is they press. Like they're the definition of oppressors. And... Lately, it's been known that the team who presses the most tend to just win. Like, in it might take them a minute or two, but they'll win. And that's kind of how Real Madrid plays. Like, if you're playing against them, until the whistle goes off, be aware. Like, do not put your guard down because they will be on you. And so it's kind of like that this game too. And, you know, Inter Milan was just pounding them, pounding them with like chances after chances. But they kind of just held their shape. Eventually, just holding out, they get their goal at the end of the game, and they won the game. That was basically it. And for just for the lineup, it seems that it's over for Vale, like I said, and Ethan Hazard. <laughs> but anyway, so but the new kid came in, and he's doing great. I mean, this past games he played, they won. They've been winning, so that's that's a good sign. It seems like they, but it does seem like they miss Tony Cruz and Modric. They really need those guys to just. Basically control of the middle. Because most of this game, Inter Milan felt like they had more, more of the control. And Casemiro just needs a little more help from his homies. But yeah, so that was it for that game. The next game was Atletico Madrid. Atletico Madrid and Porta. And I mean, to me, that game was pretty boring. Atletico Madrid played the way Atletico Madrid plays. And Porta just doesn't have like, you know, significant players to score. At least, at least break down, you know, Atletico defender. Joe Felix, I don't know, you know, all the hype was going on around this kid, but he has been disappointing. Like, he, I, why does, well, I, I'm surprised that, uh, what's his name? Griezmann let him keep the number seven. But either way, Griezmann and him haven't done anything. Uh, Suarez seems like off his games lately. He's just not been on it. And, but yeah, I mean, it looked like Atletico Madrid is just not on it yet. But Porta did their thing. They hold them to a T. And it just seemed like two two teams who were very conservative about their game. Went in the game very conservatively. 0-0. But yeah, so that, that was that game. This was the big game. This was the big game everybody was waiting for. You know, we were talking about this game for a minute. You know, this is the trio. This is the new... It, what is it? M- MSN? Is that what it was? The Suarez and Neymar and uh, Lionel Messi trio. One of the best trio in football history, okay? So now they were kind of like recreating it. Finally, Neymar and Messi are back together. I am happy. I am happy. And now you add Mbappe, one of the fastest player in football right now, okay? And, you know, everybody was very hyped. But one thing I feel like people didn't consider is PSG's midfield. Like PSG midfield is not quite there. And their defense is also not really quite there. Like, they're just not... Their defense hasn't been to 
Champion League level. A few years. But the last two years, though, you know, they, they were, they've been pretty good. Kipombe has been better late. It's been better than the last few years. But he's just not. I just don't think he's a world-class defender in my eyes. Like, he has all the skills. He has, he has the talent, the potential, whatever. But he just makes bad choices. Like, he just doesn't make the right choice at the right time kind of player. So I'm hoping when uh, Sergio Ramos come back, he's the one to get out. But anyway, the game starts. And if you're, if you're playing against a team that everybody's predicting to be the winners of the Champion League, basically a winner of every competition they're in, they should be the favorites because they have star-studying players up top. Regardless, you know, the other team would be like, yo, we have to play like this is the last game. This is our live. You know, we got to put our live on the line type of game. So that's what they were doing. And props to them and props to their fans. Their fans was outrageous. Kickoff, the game starts and you can just see like the vibe was just not there. Like nothing. You can see like Hakimi felt uncomfortable playing with Lionel Messi there because he usually has the whole wing to himself. But now Lionel just hangs there and he's kind of like trying to figure out how he can be there. Herreras is trying to play freaking everywhere, okay? And which is, I guess it's not bad, but Herreras, I don't know, like he's been trash. But why did he even start? I don't get the hype of this guy. I think this guy's a terrible midfielder. I get I get people thinking he's, he's a shit because he won he won Cup of America with Argentina. But man, but again, he's like Kipombe. You just don't trust his choices. Even in this game, there was a, a beginning of the game, there was a mess up he did that could have ended up in the goal. So you just don't need that. We just don't need that at this stage. So hopefully when Verratti comes back, that is not an issue. And Walden didn't do much at all. You know what I mean? He was just there. That's why he even got replaced. But anyway, the top, they were fine. You know, the game, the game was looking normal. Neymar was taking his time. Messi was obviously not pressing. And Mbappe was just doing what Mbappe does. You know, quick moves here and there. And the first goal comes literally from him. Like, he just takes the ball. He takes on a defender as he does on the left side. And just crosses in. And you got Jerez just, like, scores. Even Jerez looks surprised that he scored that goal for some reason. But, yeah, so they get the goal. And still the game didn't even change the other team looked like they were still pressing they were still creating chances and Mbappe gets hurt Mbappe gets hurt and he leaves the game everything again just changed it's like Neymar was doing his own thing Messi was doing his own thing Herrera's was doing his own thing the defenders were doing their own thing it was somebody said there's a lot of vibes but there's not much connections and I think that'll just take a little more time because, you know, Lionel Messi drops so much. I'm hoping that, uh, I'm hoping Pochettino tells him, like, yo, chill out. Stay up there. There's no reason to come in the middle. Hopefully he has, to, uh, hopefully he gets midfielders who, who don't force him to come in the middle, who just bring the ball up there for him. Because he needs to stay a little bit more up. And that was the main problem in Barcelona. They just couldn't supply balls up there. So he would have to, like, come drop down so he can get balls. But anyway, I'm more excited about this new player they got uh, from from Portugal, Nuno Mendes. Dude, this kid has skills and speed. Like, I think so, that's something we're not focused on right now. The two, the two wing, the two wing backs, both of them got are skillful players and with speed. I listen, dude. I expect a lot of goals this season, and I think if he did just get all those connections together. You know, it's going to be great. This is going to be a great Champion League, honestly. 
Yeah, the result wasn't what everybody wanted. Messi hit the post. He got a great ball from Nuno Mendes. Like, he just ran and he did that Alba and Messi connection kind of pass. It goes up. The other team had a good game. Uh, again, so the goal they scored itself is the same. It's deflection by Kimbappe. Kimbel, Kim, I can't pronounce the name. But you know what I'm talking about. This dude, that's what I'm saying. Just the choices he makes is just not there. It's like it's like PK not in his prime. That's it for that game. I know a lot of people are disappointed that we didn't get to see, you know, the three guys go up there. But I think there's a lot of time. This is like the first game. They're going to play this game again. And I like how this team, after this game, they're like, what is it? They, they were like interviewing the goalkeeper. And he's like, you know, I didn't even have that much work. You know, it was pretty... <laughs> he was saying it, it was an easy game. Like, you know, he didn't even understand what the fuss was about. So I'm hoping, you know, this message goes to the PSG players and next time this team comes to PSG's home, they punish this dude because, you know, he's acting like he didn't have to save any shots. He had to, you know what I mean? He, he, you had at least four shots, bro. Nine shots, Chad, are you? You have to save four shots. But anyway, that's it for that game. And the next game was Liverpool and AC Milan. Yo, this game was fire. This game was fire. The atmosphere was fire. Uh... It was. It had all the surprise. It was one of those games where you like Liverpool was just kind of chilling, and they were kind of just like happy playing at their home, playing their stadium. Uh, they knew they were better team, that's for sure, and that's how they were playing it. They they were playing it like, yeah, dude, we might get one, two, or three, four a goal. You know, it'll be all right. Just one of those days. Eventually, the goals will come, and that's kind of what happened. AC Milan got like you know lucky with the goals, obviously. I, and I said, yeah, they got pretty lucky with the goals. But at the end of the day, Liverpool looked very comfortable. Uh, Trent Alexander has been amazing, so hopefully that just gets better. Uh, what is it? Yeah, I mean, there's not there's not much negative thing to say about this team. AC Milan was. I saw one of the fans like crying after they scored the second goal, and the game was not even. It was like the first half. Like, there was no reason for that. And it came back to hunt them because Mohamed Salah scores a nice, just a little, just a nice, nice goal. And Henderson, again, he, the dude represents what a captain should be and what a captain is. He's He worked his ass off. He's not, he's not the best player in the team, but I bet you he's the most hardworking dude in the team. And he constantly moves and that's... You get goals like this. This is what happens. Take chances. After Liverpool got their shit together, they kind of just cruised on in. But, yeah, that's it for that game. So, the last game is the Man City RB Leipzig. Man, this game, this game, was, this game was, like, off the bat, just dirty. Like, Man City did them very dirty. They scored six goals on them. They were constantly changing players. They were constantly subbing players, and... It looked like the game didn't change in anything. So there's not really much to say. Leipzig is just not as strong as they used to be. I mean, over the weekend, they got destroyed by FC Bayern by 4-1. to one. So this wasn't much of a surprise. Anyway, so shout out to De Bruyne, who's been amazing. And I like that they're finally giving more chances to uh, Verano Silver. Because I think he's, again, plays like Messi. Love the way he plays. He's a great player. They're giving him more chances. Grealish had a great goal. And I really hope they don't just keep putting this in our face about how much money it costs. And this is the reason why it costs that much money. I don't want to hear it. It was a good goal. Whatever. And what is it? Torres was great. Mares gets a great goal. I mean, the whole team was amazing. Even when they got subbed, subbed some, uh, 
sub the players. The substitute, they were amazing. So overall, Manchester City seems like they definitely don't need a striker. They didn't need Ronaldo. They're doing just fine. But yeah, so that's it for that game. And yeah, I mean, just exciting, exciting Champions League. So my top three favorite teams are, I think PSG is my number one. And then I would have, uh, then I would have Bayern. And then my third would be, again, Man City. Man City has to win this. But dude, there's also Chelsea. But dude, there's also Real Madrid, who, it doesn't matter. They're, they're the most experienced team in the Champion League. And you know about, if you know me, one thing for sure is I'm always about experience. You know what I mean? Experience is very important, at least in the Champion League. You need to keep your nerve down. And to do that, you have to bend there. It's easier. How, the more you go to the final, the more it becomes easier, you know? And the more people you have with you that have been to the final, the more it just becomes more easier. But either way, it should be great. There's just so many teams. I generally don't know. I'm obviously saying PSG because Messi and Neymar are there. I think those two just together, they're just star. Those are like South American stars right there. But yeah, that's it about soccer. I will see you next week. Bye.